Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bear, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I know you missed us. I know you were like, wait a second, wait a second. I miss my guys. Did I miss them? It's Wednesday. It's 830. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. It's okay, ladies and gentlemen. It is okay. Have no fear. We have arrived. Welcome into the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? It's a beautiful June 16th evening, and I have missed your beautiful face. It's been too long, like... A whole 24 hours, man. Like, I don't like it. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, you're like, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Have you ever seen the uh, the movie Funny People from Adam Sandler? Have no? I seen what? Maybe. The movie Funny People with uh, Adam Sandler yeah, oh, and yeah, Seth oh, Rogen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. being like, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. It made me think of when Aziz Ansari was on there and he's doing oh, his stand-up. So- he's like, I'm yeah. tweaking, I'm tweaking, I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking, I'm tweaking. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's a great that's a great movie. Great reference. Yeah. This is what I appreciate yeah. about you. You are a yeah, you know. perfect human being. Great oh, reference stop. to talk off the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we I know we talked about this yesterday. And and AJ, honestly, man, I could be like every other show and like completely avoid bringing up the like the elephant in the room, how we said that we were gonna talk hockey tonight and we're not. I could just run over that like any other show would do, but we're the rough cut sports cast and we like to be fully transparent. Yes. Last night we talked, we said that we would uh, be talking hockey tonight, but there has been way too much stuff happening in the NBA to not talk basketball tonight. So coming up in our main event of the evening, we'll be diving in to the NBA playoffs. But first ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the fast five and i have it this week and i gotta make sure i hit the right fast five here and here we go all right israel adesanya this weekend retained his middleweight title in a rematch i mean he when i watch his highlights man it looked like he was just toying with him the entire fight he won it retained the title the news that I've been excited to bring up, Gerard Gallant has been hired by the New York Rangers to be their new head coach, replacing David Quinn, former Jack Adams winner. Love the signing. Notable holdouts in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers from the Packers, Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots, Xavier Howard from the Dolphins, and Chandler Jones from the Arizona Cardinals 
are all holding out from camp. I don't have Jamal Adams on this list because he he's a he's excused. Madden, baby. Madden released mm-hmm. some little tidbits on what is going to be there, what their cover is going to be like. I'm calling it now. It's Mahomes and Brady. Last but certainly not least, bye-bye Denver Nuggets. Get out your brooms. Phoenix Suns sweep the Nuggets. Just a clean 4-0 sweep. Chris Paul was lights out, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, everyone was wilding. The Suns are the real deal. Fast five for you in less than a minute 20. Boom. Nailed it. I'm, 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 I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Did you see the um, Madden actually dropped a uh, uh, CBS? I think it was. They dropped a graphic and it was like, who should go on the cover of Madden 21? And then they had all the covers led up to it. And then they dropped an empty spot in 21. It's like, are you guys paying attention? I'm like, it's like, what? Doing your like, it's like, excuse me, what, what are you, what are you doing here, bud? Like, what? Yeah, Bailey said that to me this, this after this morning, and I was like, I was like, are they, are they going to change it? Are they going to do anything about it? And they never did anything about it, and I was like, shameful, shameful, shameful really, man. like that, like, <laughs> hey, see, because it, it was CBS that posted, I think, hey, CBS, if you're looking for people to run your shit properly, yeah, you can look at us. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, yeah, we'll run it properly. We, might be a little uh, late. We, we may not be on time. <laughs> yeah, we, we we might be a little late, but I mean, there's there's a lot. Notice though, something that you didn't see on the Fast Five, and I really wanted to bring it up because there has been there have been a lot of big news coming out of the of, of Major League Baseball, especially with this memo that they just released. There wasn't any of that on the Fast Five because because we last night dropped our brand new show, Diamond Talk, hosted by our boys Aaron Mukes and Dylan Kearns. If you missed it, check it out now on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube and our Facebook page if you want to watch it. Those guys did a killer job. AJ and I were behind the scenes pulling the strings for our boys, helping out. But that is the reason why you didn't see any baseball content on that Fast Five because every week now you're going to get a show Tuesday nights at eight 30 live from our guys talking baseball. Yeah, man. Those guys killed the game last night. That Milwaukee Brewers talk was so good. They're still arguing about it today. So uh, I can't wait for next week to see those guys bring the heat again. And uh rough cut, man, we're getting there. We're getting there. So we- like share, tell somebody you want to be in on the ground floor. You want to be on the ground floor. You don't want to be that guy that gets on the elevator on the 10th floor and everybody's already made their connection in the elevator because then they all look at you with the stanky face. You don't want the stanky face. You don't want stank face. You don't. Look at that. I mean, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. You don't want You don't want that face. You don't want that face. Look at that. You, you, really, you really don't want that face to – yeah, you don't. You don't. So jump on the train now before it leaves the station because when we leave that station, baby, choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. Okay? But let's get into some basketball talk, man. I've been really buzzing about it. I've been listening to it all day. I've been, I've been following the playoffs. I mean, a lot more than than normal. And I see Beth's comment. I really wanted to bring this up because she has disappointment because she wanted to hear us talk hockey. And this is just what we do here at the Rough Cut. We talk about whatever we want, whenever we want, and the people love it. Because I promise, if Beth, if you stick around, and everyone watching, if you stick around, you are going to enjoy what we are talking about, especially – I'm sorry. I got to do this last night. I'm not a baseball guy. You're not a baseball guy. I enjoyed the shit out of that show last night because we make it entertaining. What we do here at the rough cut, we make it entertaining. And you know who made it entertaining last night on top of our show? Kevin 
Durant, man. Holy shit. Did that dude pop off? I remember you and I were discussing this at the beginning when, when before the half. Before the half, we were like, uh-oh, James Harden is, is playing like shit. It looks like the Bucks are going to take this game. Second half happened, and oh, my God, yeah. Kevin Durant, what are your thoughts? Quick thoughts, not quick thoughts. What were your thoughts on KD and what he did for the Nets last night? KD, Kevin Durant, easy money sniper, Trey do whatever you want to call him is the best player in the world, is the best player in the world. It's been so hard for people to want to say this and agree with this because there's a man by the name of LeBron. Look, LeBron gets the respect. LeBron held the mantle for years. KD could argue with that mantle for the last couple of years. I will tell you right now, I thought he was the best player in the world for before he joined the Warriors and definitely as he joined the Warriors. What he did last night is exactly what you need a superstar to do. And it's funny I'm going to say it like this, but he channeled Jason Tatum from game three of the Boston Celtics, and he dropped a 50-piece to get them the one game that made them, you know, get a gentleman's sweep. You look at what Kevin Durant did last night, and it's what everybody knew had to happen. You lose Kyrie in game four. James Harden goes out in game one. If Kevin Durant is not the guy who does what he did last night, they don't win that game. You were talking 49 points. 17 rebounds and 10 assists. Best player in the world. Jeff Green was amazing, by the way. Had a great game. But KD put the team on his back last night. For sure. So you brought up what he did the entire game. This is just second half alone, okay? Mm -hmm. 31 points in the second half. And, I mean, what he did, we talked about it, man. You brought up yesterday to me, you were saying, the Nets are gone. The Nets are not in it at halftime. And that's what you said to me. Those were your words. Yeah. And then KD does this, and this isn't even talking about his fourth quarter. He had 24 of the 33 points in the fourth quarter alone. The Nets Mm. had the ball 21 times, 21 times in that in the fourth quarter alone. KD had something to do with those plays 18 of those 21 times. And my biggest takeaway from this KD thing here is all he he had nine shots in the fourth quarter. Nine shots in the fourth quarter. All of those shots were contested. Seven of the eight shots that he had. I mean, what KD did with contested shot, like he got covered. The Bucks were doing a decent job at def- like playing defense. KD was just that damn good. It's yeah. not like they were slouching. He, he these shots are contested. That's that's incredible to me. From a non from a from a casual basketball fan, it's it's one thing to see a guy just ball out, but it's another yeah. thing to see him ball out when someone's actually trying and playing defense against him. And that's one of the things I thoroughly enjoy about the game of basketball. Every now and then, when you get to watch somebody get in the zone, it, it's a lot of one on one. And what I mean by that is not like, oh, I'm just going to dribble the clock out and play this guy. But it doesn't matter who's in front of you; you just get in the zone, and you can't be stopped. Kevin Durant had a 70% field goal percentage last night. That's insane, number one. I was talking to uh, Ryan Neff from Broad Street South. Shout out to those guys. I just got off their show with a guest spot about an hour ago. Go check that out on Broad Street South. Uh, I was talking to Ryan Neff from Broad Street South last night and today. And this is what I told him about Kevin Durant. He was saying that P.J. Tucker needed to do more last night for the Milwaukee Bucks to get the W. First off, I don't give a damn about P.J. Tucker. (laughs) <laughs> but secondly, he had zero points in the game, right? He says if he scored six, seven, ten points, he would have won. I told this man just like this. 
It is the Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. Had P.J. Tucker scored six points, KD would have had 56 points last night. If P.J. Tucker put up 20, KD would have dropped 65 points last night. KD came into that second half prepared to do whatever it took to get these guys the win. And the fact that so many media pundits spent the last two days questioning if Kevin Durant could win one game, you out your damn mind? It's Kevin Durant. One game? Absolutely. Put some respect on that name. This is the other big takeaway, and it'll be the last thing I say about what happened to the Brooklyn Nets, unless you have more. James Harden. You can look at his stat line. Five points from James Harden is not good. He had uh, eight rebounds, six or six rebounds, eight assists. Yay. But the biggest number for James Harden was 46. That's how many minutes James Harden played last night. And he was given the green light to play a couple hours before game time. So you come in and people are questioning if he's jumping in too soon, still injured. He played 46 minutes. I, I don't see him having a five-point game again in game six or seven. So I think Milwaukee's in trouble when it comes to the net side of things. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. James Harden wants to play. I know there's been, at least from my side, as a casual guy, before before I really got into basketball, I always brought up how I don't think, shout out, Jim, uh, high and high and wide. High, high and, and wide. wide show, by the way. Yeah, high and wide podcast. Check them out. Belly Up Sports Network. Um, mm -hmm. But I always brought up with basketball players how they, they tend to be on that soft side. And I always would bring up the comparison of like hockey players will play through punctured lungs and broken jaws and things like that in the playoffs. James Harden's struggling here. You can clearly see him struggling when he's on the court, but he's, he's still out there giving it his all taking take. I mean, there, I saw some of these plays that, that Kevin Durant had James Harden was on some of those plays. I mean, he was, yeah. Even if I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel like if James Harden's on the court, they're concerned about him, whether he's at a hundred percent or whether Great he's point. at 75%. So, the, he, so he's taking some of that attention and that, that weight off of KD to be able to go do what he did. I was watching and I was like, okay, why aren't they double? Why aren't they double teaming KD? You can't, when you're playing against the Nets, you just can't. There's too much talent on that team to just double team one person. You're kind of screwed. You you're kind of screwed unless you can catch them on an off night. I feel like, and 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 I'm yeah. glad we're talking about injuries here because Kawhi got hurt last night. Not last night. Was it last night? Was it last night? Uh, two nights ago. Yeah, last night. Last night. Days are just no, jumbling up ago. at this two point. Yeah, two nights ago. Don't do so, that. So so Kawhi <laughs> Kawhi Leonard got hurt last night. A bad injury. It's. It, I mean, Clippers fans in the NBA world are all concerned about it because it has something to do with his ACL. They have not released what actually it is, but it's obviously an ACL injury and it didn't look good. Scary times right now for Kawhi and injuries are becoming more and more of a thing. Do you, can you, can you elaborate on, I know there's been more injuries that have come up. I mean, there's Kawhi, there's Harden, there's Kyrie. Who else is there that I'm missing here? Uh, Mike Conley's injured right now. Donovan Mitchell's not 100%. Um, the Hawks are missing DeAndre Hunter. Cam Reddish, he just got cleared, but they don't have him playing. That's probably why we're down 22 at the half, like a bunch of assholes. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's been some some decent injuries uh, coming out of the last couple weeks. And, and I guess the last uh, couple months of the season, really. But I, I'm not 
to me, this isn't that different, man. Like this, this happens. It's professional sports. They're playing at the highest level. They're doing things a normal body can't do or shouldn't do. Injuries are going to happen. And with, with, with uh, Kawhi Leonard, I, I'm sorry. This has been his history. He's been injured for the last four seasons. Yep. He's managed it quite well. This is just kind of what happens. The one that was there, you know, that's kind of crazy because, you know, these ACLs are normally non-contact or just a weird little look. And that's exactly what it was. It looked like it was nothing at first. And yeah. he played a little tightness. But now they're saying they fear the ACL. And without Kawhi, man, the Clippers are in some trouble, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to. So we'll tease that coming up in a little bit as our main event. We'll be kind of diving into those series and we'll get into what the Clippers need to do without Kawhi Leonard and how much PG needs to step up and and play at 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 P at top PG level. But we're talking about these injuries here. LeBron James most notably came out and brought up and talked about how they that the NBA needs to be aware of this. And he told them and warned them. He says, I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't he should poor grammar here, LeBron. Come on, buddy. Step it up. These injuries isn't just a part of the game. He would go on to bring up the fact that the NBA needs to do something about this. And to me, I, I, I okay, to be honest here, to be completely honest, go on a tangent on this forever, but I'm not the NHL, the MLB and the NBA all need to figure it out on these. I, I get it. It's been this way for years. These seasons go this long, 82 games, 152 games. I get it. It's tradition. It's what it is. Yeah. At this point, protect your game. Okay. Protect your players, protect your, I mean, that's the thing. NFL gets so many eyes on it because it's seven, it's 16 now going on 17 games, but it's a once a week thing. All eyes are on that. It's like the less you get, the more people want the, the less you get of it. The more people want what want to watch the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, their game, their lead, their seasons are so long. It, yeah. this happens, this happens. Now we're getting the talks of all this load management stuff and LeBron James pushing more and more for this load management. And obviously he's got a point here because now we're seeing stars break down in the playoffs and it's all the fans are he, LeBron went on to say the fans are getting hurt here. The fans are getting screwed because they're not watching the playoffs with their stars. So I'm all right. I understand what you're saying about possibly like shortening the seasons. Cause that's basically what you're getting at. It's never going to happen because they make too much money. The players will never go for it either. Because if you shorten the season, they're not getting the money that they're making now because of ticket sales, Jersey sales, the way the game is, is promoted. It's going to be like this forever because people are paying for it. You look at these stands right now in the NBA, you're talking packed houses. If that's not the case, then you can have something to talk about. But as long as it is a full house, they may put more games on the docket. Now, when it comes to what LeBron, go ahead, go ahead, rebuttal, and then I'll just. No, I, I just, I, I, I was, I, I agree with that. I, I definitely can see your side with the with the money part, and players won't go for it either. It's just got to be a concern, man. With the and which would would you rather this than short? I, I guess it's not your, it's not your money, but like, I, I would rather the way it is now. And the reason being is because injuries are a part of the game. You mentioned the NFL only has 17 games, but look at the injuries that happen there. It does having shorter games to an extent. I guess you can't really say it shortens the idea of being injured because we haven't seen it with more games. 
And you can only imagine with it being such a tough sport, of course there'd be more injuries. But here in the NBA, I mean, as much as a guy could play an 82-game season, he can get hurt game one of the next season as well. You know, injuries are just – it is a part of the game, LeBron. I'm sorry. That <laughs> is a part of the game. And what, what LeBron's saying, caring about the benefit of the players, I understand all that. But I disagree with him about this. It's not about this season and they started too quick and that's why there are more injuries. There was a four-and-a-half-month layoff before these guys started playing in the bubble. Then you're talking about 22, play, 22 teams played eight games. And then all but the normal 16 went home, right? So now you talk about the next month and a half that they're playing basketball like they're playing right now in the playoffs. It's high intensity. They're going in. They're they're really giving it their all. And then you get another, what was it, 72-day break. And then the games, the season shorted by 10 games. This is no different. You know, it it, it was broken up. Your your breaks were in different times than normal. But you, you shorten the season. You had the layoff before and after the bubble. There was a lot of load management for a lot of players this season. Yeah. Think about some of the teams that had the COVID scares. So they're actually yeah. sitting out for two and three weeks. This is a part of the game. Yeah. It's, it's when you're going hard. Like think of Jamal Murray going hard to the basket. He's going for that contact. One, you know why? They're trying to get fouls at the rim so they can yep. go to the free throw. So you're inviting contact. That's going to allow to injuries. I do that. Like I okay. mentioned earlier. Your body is doing things that a normal body shouldn't do. That's going to lead to injuries. This is a part of the game. It sucks to see it happening to the stars. But, hey, they're playing for their bread, butter, and a championship. That's true. That's true. And I want to bring up the comments here. And this is this is what this show is about. We are a place for sports fans, by sports fans. And we would love to see the comments buzzing here. Bradley brings up a really good point here. What about keeping the number of games but lengthening the season so they have more days off? Could that be uh, – a thing to consider for the NBA. And even, I guess I should even ask about the NHL and MLB. Well, I guess you can't really do it for the MLB. MLB is a long, yeah. Pre- yeah, MLB and, and they don't really try anyway. So they don't, I mean, they're doing double headers and triple headers <laughs> and three a night. And the, like the MLB should shorten their damn season. Honestly, MLB might be the one. MLB should shorten their season to 16 games. <laughs> like, like you tell me they go down to 82 games instead of 182. I might think about it, but a hundred, why do I care? If you're playing 182 games, I'll watch 52. the playoffs. 152. 162. But either 60, way, 60, we, don't, yeah. we don't do baseball, people. We don't do baseball. You get it. That's what it's true. It's true. And Aaron's for. 830 With, on Tuesdays. I, I, do, I do like the idea of that possibly being an uh, idea for the NHL and the NBA. The yeah. question is making sure you do it right, that you're not overlapping with football at all. You yeah. Know, because and, as much and, as we and, like this, football's still king. And hockey also started to do, I don't know if, I don't know if basketball has because I'm I'm not as familiar, but the NHL started put implementing bye weeks. They they have like I they added a few bye weeks to the season. I don't know how many. It might not might not be multiple. I do I know for a fact they have at least one. Teams normally have one bye week at least uh, throughout the season, and it it, it is for that reason to to kind of give the athletes a rest. I mean, yeah, you have the All Star break, but. Yeah. <laughs> what about the stars? The stars aren't getting yeah. an all a break They're They have, they're having to keep playing. I want to bring up Michael Sherman's comments. Shout out Michael Sherman. Uh, the, Oh man, my guy, uh, he says, these are multi-million dollar athletes. Could these injuries be due to the lack of conditioning? I don't think that's true at all. I can't, I would not uh, say that at all because these guys are grind. I don't, I, a lack of, condi- you, really? I think to an extent, I don't think you can point at every single player and say they aren't conditioning. But I do say that could be a side effect of 
the schedule that some of these stars have played. You know, you think about that four and a half uh, month lack. You didn't really get to you didn't really get to go places to go work out at your normal gym. You didn't get to run your five on fives like you normally would. That's fair. Then you come back to the bubble and store, you amp it up a little bit. Then you take another break. So I think to an extent, but you know, there's the guys, the greats who are out there who are grinding every day one way or another. So I would never accuse these guys of not, you know, conditioning fully, but I can see some of them taking a little break. That's the route I was going. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I misinterpreted the question at first and, and you obviously showed me the, the light there, but I mean, these got, it could also be like an over conditioning type of thing. If I feel like these guys are pushing their bodies to the limits Eventually, the yeah. human body breaks down unless you're Tom Brady and can live forever or Yaramir Yager for the hockey people. Um, but, right. I mean, eventually your body breaks and you're putting so much pressure and so much stress on your body. It happens. And and that's just the, that is just the sad truth about sports. LeBron, get over it, buddy. It yeah, happens. Man. These it are tough when you sit on the couch. AJ, <laughs> we have one last note mm-hmm. in the doc before okay. we go on to our main event. Can you tell the beautiful people? I am thinking LaMelo Ball is going to take home this honor this year. And I'm not, I know that sounds like the easy pick, but the thing is, he's going to have so much control. The ball is constantly going to be in his hand. LaMelo Ball has great vision. He's a natural. He's been on the scene since he was 13 years old. You know, what he did at Chino Hills, dropping 92 points in a high school game, uh, going overseas and playing with Illawarra and the Hawks and uh, dropping 17 points a game over there, things of that nature. It's raw talent. It's natural. He has it in bunches, and he's already shown some of this stuff in the preseason. I'm really liking this LaMelo Ball to Miles Bridges connection. Uh, I think Devontae Graham is going to be really good for him. Um, he's got great touch around the rim. He's quick with the ball. He's got handles. He can finish at the rim. He's 6'8", so he's got that point-forward style game. And he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Before season's end, he will be the guy who is running that offense. So you, sir. So what, what, what was happening here, ladies and gentlemen, is AJ, before the season started, he predicted LaMelo Ball would win the Rookie of the Year. And what happened just moments before we went live? LaMelo Ball was announced as the Rookie of the Year. And it wasn't even close, in my opinion. It was not even close. I felt like LaMelo Ball was the clear-cut favorite, <laughs> in my opinion. All season long, he was the clear-cut favorite because it just never seemed – it seemed like he was playing on a different level than all the other rookies. Yeah. You were hearing his name a lot more. He was – like, the other rookies that you saw, I feel like – were pieces to the team, their team. LaMelo ball was the Hornets in my opinion. So like that, that to me is a big, is a big reason why LaMelo was light years ahead of the rest of this rookie class. Yeah. I, uh, LaMelo ball came on the scene as strong as I thought he would, you know, I, again, I told you he could have been the number one pick. It was just so much of a fit for the team. And, you know, Anthony Edwards going number one, he made a strong case when LaMelo went down and I, if you ask me, Anthony Edwards, at the very least, has the dunk of the year. That oh yeah, Utah wannabe, oh lord, my like baptized dead. Like I'm surprised they didn't give that man a funeral on the court. But <laughs> Lamelo Ball had a fantastic season, and when he was supposed to be out for the season with a broken wrist, he comes back in six weeks and uh, really pushes the the Hornets to get that playoff spot. They've got a bright future. I think he's going to be the reason that Jordan finally spends some money in free agency and get some pieces around this team so they can start getting to the next level because 
that that like I said, that Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball connection. That's a nice. That's a nice little one-two punch, and they're just going to keep getting better. It's a really young team with a lot of great promise. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent agree. Lamelo Ball. I it's I think also too, man. I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like I get the sense, like I'm gonna tell, like I can see the future or like read minds and shit. Yeah, you can. No, I get the <laughs> sense and I get the feeling that like Lamelo Ball is also changing the culture in Charlotte. Yeah. Like I feel like they're one of those teams that have always kind of been like the bottom of the barrel, like the lower class of of the NBA. And LaMelo Ball started it off started his career off right and started his time in Charlotte off right because he is now putting some respect on on the Charlotte Hornets name and putting some respect on the ball name as well because Lonzo hasn't <laughs> been that great and then well, their other kids not in the NBA is he? Who is what? He's not even in the NBA. Yeah, the okay, so ball. So he's put he's put some respect on the ball name as well. So congrats to LaMelo Ball for winning the rookie of the year. Now, AJ, it is time. I need to see those beautiful hands of yours. And ladies and gentlemen in the chat watching, I know we got some viewers here. All of our viewers right now are on Facebook. So you know what? It's pretty simple to do this. Hey, go ahead and hit that share button while my boy tells you where you can follow us at. Yeah, you know the deal. Go ahead and find us on Twitter at Rough Cut Sports. While you're on Facebook right now at Rough Cut Sports, hit that share button like my buddy Vinny said. Then head over to the Rough Cut Sports cast. Check out those wonderful graphics, some great sports news coming there on the IG, the Rough Cut Sports cast. Then head over to YouTube at Rough Cut Sports cast. Leave that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, hit that bell, and tell everybody. Who? Everybody. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed jersey, signed cleat, signed helmet. They've got it over there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. And, ladies, gentlemen, we are a part of one of the best sports networks in the country here. The Belly Up Sports Network is a proud partner of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, proud partner of the Rough Cut Sportscast, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyways because realistically speaking here, they're (laughs) one of the best networks out there. And because brought on one of the best shows out because of us i mean it it really is because of us i mean no disrespect to everybody else (laughs) but i'm gonna let you finish but the rough cut sportscast is the best show of all time okay (laughs) we are the best no one can touch (laughs) us aj it is now time to get in to the main Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! Shout out, shout out our boy Dante, our second intern. Shout out our boy Dante for uh for coming up with these great graphics, these great videos that he posts for our or has for intros and all of our segments. It's he does some great stuff, man. Shout out Dante. It's time to though, ladies and gentlemen, for our main shout out, shout out, Brad. Shout out, Brad. Everybody be like Brad A. Searles. Share the show. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all being on here. And do exactly what Brad did. Once you hit that share button, comment share so we can bring up your comment so we can just have one big share fest. That's what I want to see. (laughs) It's time though. I want to appreciate. It's time, though, for our main event of the evening, sponsored by Yeti. Check out Yeti and all their great products. You see AJ is about to whip it out here. There it is, that King Crab Orange supporting the crew stations all across the world. I got my Sleek Black logo here, right here, right here. 
Get your Yeti cups here today. Shout out Michael Sherman. Oh, okay. All right. You go. You do it. You do it. This is yours. Shout out Michael Sherman. Sharing it to Facebook and Twitter. About it. Get us to a thousand. Much love, everybody. We it, it's good. This is this is family right here, man. I'm loving this chat, y'all. y'all La familia, so baby. La familia. That's what it is. Let's go. Main <laughs> event time. Sponsored by Yeti. Get your Yeti merch today. Support the show. The link is on our Facebook page. Your support means the world to us, and it's what keeps us going. Main event. Getting into these playoff matchups, and I know we talked about. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like a. I'm like, yeah, that Yeti's on track. Let's go. Shout out Beth. Shout out Beth. Ordering that Yeti cup. Everyone else do the same thing. Get your Yeti merch playoffs, though. We talked earlier about KD tearing it up on the Nets side, and I don't want to stay in this too long because, you know, we kind of know the lay of the land of what this Nets Bucks series is. But I wanted to start off talking about this in a, in, for the main event in the sense of what KD did last night is going to go a long way, in my opinion, for the Nets on their championship run, in my opinion. Because this is this that that game that KD had last night is one of those games that you look back on and say, that right there is why the Nets are NBA Finals champions. This is why they rule the world right now. Because of that game right there, you go back on that and say, that's the one. On the Buck side, though, I need you to give me your expert analyst, your expert analytic opinion here. I don't think analytic is a word, though, but <laughs> I need you to give me your expert <laughs> advice here, ex- expert opinion <laughs> on what the Bucks can do now heading into game six. It's game six, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Game it's, six. Yeah, it's going to be game yeah. six. Heading into game six after what I mean, I heard the radio all day today talk about how this is not like like the you can put a fork, you stick a fork in the bucks they're done because there's mm. no coming back from that game how do the bucks come back from that game aj it it really feels like they're done like I, I, it's hard to count them out it really is because when you got giannis doing giannis things not counting the last like minute of the game because boy <laughs> when you got giannis doing giannis things throughout the rest of it you can, it's hard to count them out chris middleton is finally really getting going uh, Drew Holiday is still running that offense quite well, but it really does feel like they're done. And the reason I say that is because I think KD bought the Nets the time they need. You know, again, James Harden played 46 minutes last night. That tells me that hamstring is feeling a little better. And you got to imagine he's going to be with the training staff and making sure it's ready to go game six. And now KD can put up 35 alongside uh, James Harden doing a 40-point triple-double, you know, like KD did. So if, you, if you're really talking about it, you know, this was still a close game. So the first thing, Giannis, when you have a James Harden on the block in the last minute for a go-ahead bucket, you, sir, do not hit a turnaround <laughs> jumper. You back this short man down and you dunk on his head. You are seven foot tall. <laughs> James Harden is 6'5". Turn around and put yourself <laughs> off. Back him up and, and dunk on his head. All day, bro. That's the quote of the show. That's what I I need to. Hey, when you when you put the episode title for the the show on all (laughs) podcasting platforms, check out iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Please put episode eighty four. Back him up and dunk on his head, please. But that's all you had. That's what you had to do. Like you see that shot, and you just go, "What the hell was that?" And honestly, for me, I feel like that's what fueled the rest of his bad decisions down the stretch. You know, you have that bad turnover, and I get it. Like, you know, we've seen stars fold at the end of games a lot not a lot but time after time i've seen d wade miss two free throws at the line in clutch moments i've seen trey young miss two free throws damon Lillard, things of that nature 
But somebody, somebody needs to get Giannis, and he should just be doing situations for the last two minutes over and over again. Because if you can't be the guy who's at the three-point line hitting that go-ahead bucket, which I believe in years to come he will be, you need to know what to do with the ball. For years, LeBron wasn't the guy that you trusted with the last shot, but I trusted him to at least have the ball in his hands on the last possession because he's going to make the right play. And Giannis hasn't made that happen yet. That is the next thing that needs to happen to take Giannis to that stardom along with three-point shooting. Drew Holiday, score a little bit more. I understand you run the offense, but score a little bit more. You know, I I, I need you to be the guy that someone needs to stop. And sure, 19 points looks good, but he's not doing that game in and game out. You know, sure, P.J. Tucker put some points on the board. I get it. But the three-point shooting needs to come back up, and Giannis needs to know what to do with the last play of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and last question on this Nets Nets Bucks series. More on the more on the KD thing because rightfully so, he deserves the bulk of all of this conversation about this series. Mm-hmm. Which performance do you like more? Which which performance do you appreciate more and are more hyped about? Dame Lillard and his fifty five point night oh. when he was uh, playing against uh, Denver in round one, or what KD did last night? Which is the better performance? I, I got I gotta go with KD. And I know I know you can say recency bias. It just happened last night. But you're facing a team that everybody believes has just as good a shot as the Brooklyn Nets to to get out of the East. And you look at we already knew that Portland didn't have much around him, around Dame. So he did what he had to do every single day. But KD does this after they just lost two games to the Bucks in a row. Your superstar went out in game one, your other star went out in the next game, in game five, or I'm sorry, game four. And you had to do this and you got the W and you got the win. So it, it's got to be KD with the, with the triple double 49 points. And that James Harden ruined the last play, got it to KD with no time, a contested shot. And he still puts the dagger in. It's just, it's beautiful. It, it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that was a, like a very tough question and there's no wrong answer yeah. to that question yeah. because both plays were, were phenomenal. I would have picked the KD thing though, because just because of the fact that like there was no Kyrie, James yeah. Harden was not at a hundred percent and they needed him. They yeah. uh, obviously Portland needed, needed uh Dame, but yeah. like with all the pressure on KD to be the, the guy he was the guy. Uh, now let's kind of, I want to jump into the comments here before we, uh, before we run on to our next series here. First up though, is my boy, Chris shout out my boy, Chris. Chris. He says KD is so good. He will un, will he unseat LeBron soon? She means soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she means soon. <laughs> it is happened. Look, man, look, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron got the championship last year. And I hate saying what I'm about to say. The bubble was a little different. Yeah. Miami Heat had an improbable run. They were damn good to get there. But the moment I, ne- I never felt lo- like the Miami Heat had a real legitimate chance against LeBron and the Lakers last season. And I don't mean to discredit what Jimmy Butler and Bam did last year. It was great, but, you know, that was a different juggernaut of a team and in the bubble. Now, with years to come, you think about – the only thing I don't like about what KD did was join the Warriors. But even still, joining a 73-win team – he was still the best player on that team. And Steph Curry will tell you, Clay will tell you, Draymond Green will tell you. KD has done this for a while. We will always respect the greatness that LeBron has, but you can see KD at seven foot has a handle like a point guard. His upped his defensive game in the last three seasons. 
can shoot from 35 when he needs. And as you can see, seven or eight contested shots get in his face if you want. It doesn't matter. Is this is this might be a dumb statement here. So I was listening to the radio today and they they did brought they brought up that point that you just said with KD being seven foot tall and like him being kind of like an outlier of his position and how good yeah. he is at his height. Is KD like Aaron Donald? What could you compare them those two? Because what Aaron Donald does at the defensive tackle position is not like what normal defensive tackles are like. KD is a similar similar situation where, where, where KD plays and at seven foot tall. I see, I see what you're going for there. And in that aspect is in like in his position, you don't see it like that, but then you look at it and you know, KD technically plays small forward power forward. Giannis plays power forward center, but he's kind of the same style without a shot. You know, that seven foot tall guy with the handle. The thing is Anthony Davis to me is one of the first in recent memory that kind of brought this, Along, you know, he was a point guard in high school and then he got a growth spurt from like 6'3 to 6'11. So now you're a center with a handle. KD was kind of this small, tall, lanky frame. So he always had a handle because he wasn't a big, tall guy. He was lanky and was quick. And now he's brought that to another level. So he's, just, he's just an anomaly, man. He's, he's just an anomaly. And that's why I compared it. That's why in the sense I compared him to Aaron Donald, because he is a anomaly at the defensive tackle position. Also uh, the, another main reason why I really wanted to bring up that Chris comment is because Chris the other day told me, I think I might've brought this up on the show, but he literally told me the other day how this guy never, why he didn't was not into basketball. Then he started listening to us and we, we brought him over. That's what we do on this show. You might not be into a sport, but if you give us a chance, we'll make you give that sport a chance. We're that step in between, okay? We're the wingman for all yeah. of these sports, okay? <laughs> Have you, you met my friend in the NBA? Have you met my friend in the NHL? <laughs> we'll get you into those sports, baby. We'll get you into those I sports. Like Shout like out our boy guy. Dante here. He's going to be a part of that big MMA special that is going to be dropping on June, July, 10th. July 18th? July 10th. July 10th. That was not close at all. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's all good. July 10th, we'll be doing a, a, a MMA special f- before the UFC fight. The UFC fights. Dante will be on there as well. Hopefully, I, I hope personally, I hope because oh, he's going to be there. It's great. We, we already talked about great. it today. Dante, it, best believe if I have a UFC show, Dante is on good. the panel. Unless good, Dante good, is good. busy, Dante is on the panel. That man knows so much about UFC. I, like you want to you want to know about MMA. If you if you're ready to bridge another sport onto your wonderful nightly sports Dante will get you there man that his MMA knowledge to me is unmatched with a lot of people big a time big time I, I I love tuning into those shows for Dante to hear his his takes on UFC and all things fighting it's great uh I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Ryan Neff's comment marinate in the in the chat here for a <laughs> second because there's a series that I want to kind of go into before I go into your Hawks Sixers series so a little, little teaser coming up after this series We'll dive into the Hawks and Sixers. But first, I want to discuss the Clippers and the Utah Jazz all tied up at two. And the big news, obviously, we brought up earlier, the Kawhi Leonard injury is a big time blow to the Los Angeles Clippers. AJ, what do the Clippers need to do? How how can the Clippers overcome this Kawhi Leonard injury? Well, <laughs> well, listen, the Clippers have been playing very well at home. Ty Lue has done some good things. 
he's got them to a better spot than I thought they would be, to be honest. Kawhi Leonard had a lot to do with that. I am going to do this again. I did this maybe prematurely when they were fi- when they were playing Dallas, but I think the Clippers are done. I do not believe I will believe in the Clippers until they are in the NBA Finals. And it's just something off about them. Every moment you get to believe in them, they they drop you down. And you know what it is for me? It's Paul George. Paul George is a great player, but he does not do the things needed in games that matter. Now, people talk about him in the playoffs all the time, and he's had some great playoff showings, but he hasn't had great playoff showings when it mattered. I'm going to take you back to 2013 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, In a win against Atlanta in a closeout game, you had four points. You drop up to the loss, though, in the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron and Miami Heat. Game seven, when it mattered the most, he had seven points. You can go forward to 2000 and what was it, 17? 2017 Eastern Conference Finals, once again against LeBron. They get swept. He had 15 points in a game four when he was supposed to be the superstar on that team. You can't come to 15 points. I don't care who it's against. You can think about uh, last year when he had, what was it, five points? Five points in a closeout game, hitting them off the side? That can't happen. That's not something that you can allow to happen at all. I need Paul George to be the best version of Paul George. And the question that I have is, can he be the number one guy? Can you get the Reggie Jacksons of the world, the Pat Beverly's of the world to really get together, come together as a team and play within your offense, make the right defensive rotations? And for me, I don't know that he can. You, He has to show me. I will die on that hill with Paul George and games that matter hasn't been it. And the worst part for him, they they're going to Utah. And yeah. Utah is a hostile arena. And Donovan Mitchell ain't going to go down again like he did the other night. So Paul George, he, 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 this is his time. You want to shut That's people a, up, Paul George? Now. Every nah. single game from this moment on, you better be putting 30-plus. Every so, single game. So does if Paul George fails here, if the Clippers fail, I should say, as a team, Paul George is obviously a part of that. Does this continue to push Paul George back, or does this still let you still make you like like the the, the thing is there? Paul George is not clutch; he's not good. Does this kind of reassure that, or does this push him farther back? You know what I mean? What a Real terrible quick, I want to clarify. Broadcasting, by the way, what <laughs> shitty broadcasting? It's, terrible. It's all good. I know where you're getting at. I want to clarify. Uh, it wasn't five points against Denver last year in the closeout game. It was ten. But, I mean, it was two for 11. He shot 18% from three. Like, it was it was a bad showing. It was a very bad showing. It was 10 points, not five. Even still, not enough. If he can't get it done, I don't think, you know, some people will be ready to let him off the hook a little bit because they didn't have Kawhi. But most basketball heads will tell you that shouldn't matter. Kawhi put everything on the line to bring Paul George to L.A. to play aside, alongside him because he was the reason that they were going to be over the hump. So if Kawhi's not there, Paul George is supposed to be the one to still get it done. You saw what KD did when he didn't have his stars. He got it done. Yeah. Paul George has been called a superstar. Paul George has been called elite. You have to get it done. So if he doesn't get it done, playoff P is not going to be the joke anymore. Pandemic P is going to be the reality. <laughs> so we're oh, going to need him to I like show that. Up. I'm sorry. Put that <laughs> on sorry. a shirt. Put that on a shirt, baby. That's what I like to hear. Uh, last question on the Clippers Jazz series here, and actually more on Paul George. 
what you just said, man, what you just said about how he's a superstar, he needs to be elite, he needs to step up in the big games. It reminded me of Jimmy Butler. That's mm. the, I feel like the same thing we said about Jimmy Butler. Are they the, who who would yeah. you who would you rather have? Jimmy Butler in the playoffs or playoff feet? I'd rather have Jimmy Butler based on his mentality. So, like, even if he's, he's not dog. hitting shots, exactly. If he's not hitting shots, he will definitely affect the game. Sometimes with Paul George, if he's not on, you can feel it. You can feel the team lacking because Paul George is not there. Yeah. If if Jimmy Butler's lacking, the rest of the team knows better than to lack. If he's not there, Bam Adebayo stepping up, Tyler Hero trying to find ways to make shots. That mentality, that leadership that Jimmy Butler has is what gives me the nod over a Paul George in the in the playoffs in that aspect. Fair enough, fair enough. Just what I thought I'd sprinkle that one in here. So let's move on here. Let's go on back over to the Eastern Conference. And of course, your Atlanta Hawks, your Philadelphia 76ers on Broad Street South. You convinced Ryan Neff to believe in your Hawks. He now goes on to say, I'm sorry, I was drunk when I picked your Hawks. Is he a curse? What's going on with your Hawks? Yeah, man, Ryan, I'm going to need you to stop talking about Atlanta, man. You're messing us up, bro. You're messing us up. All right, and I'm going to do something I shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it anyways. When you when you make a guest spot on another show and they bring you in to talk about your squad, it don't make a lot of sense to go on there and say you're not going to win the game you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, after the meltdown in game four, I went on and I talked about what the Hawks needed to do to win. I didn't think they were going to win game five. I, and I know it's not over, but, I mean, it feels like it. It's 54 to 75 with five minutes left in the in the in the uh, third. However, I've seen some epic comebacks from teams, including this one. I, I didn't think they had game five. Going back to Philly after an epic meltdown, everybody felt some type of way. I knew they were going to fight, but they didn't come out and do anything that I was hoping they would do. Like, I wanted I wanted Trion to come out and get everybody going early. They had two assists in the first half. That can't happen. Our, our offense is predicated on ball movement and getting these open shots. We got shooters in Bogdanovich. Herder, Trey Young, even John Collins can hit. You got to move that ball around and get these good looks going, and they weren't getting it. Now, I also said the high pick and roll was something that I really wanted Trey, Clint, and John to get going. They have been guarding that to perfection. Every single time Trey Young gets off the pick and comes down, the rotation down in the paint has two and a half sixers right there ready for it. What I mean by two and a half is the guy who's guarding Trey is staying up. The guy who's guarding Clint on the roll is ready to rotate and then beads a presence down there. So it, it's a hard game. You know, Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches in the NBA. They figured out what to do in game five. Well, except for all of his 3-1 collapses, and he hasn't had a championship since 2008. But every single NBA player will swear by what he does. And, and even though he's lost against some great teams, Doc Rivers is still a very, very good coach in the NBA. Um, but they're playing well. Game six, it is back in State Farm. <sighs> Come on, Hawks, get it together, get it together. It hurts. You are upset about me saying that about Doc Rivers, huh? No, I'm not upset about you saying about, about that about Doc Rivers. That's literally where I was going next. Oh, that's where I was like trying to get to to talk about Doc Rivers because I feel like that's one of the things <laughs> that could help the Sixers, that helps the Sixers here yeah. and gives them that little bit of an edge there because you got Doc Rivers and all that experience that Doc Rivers has been through p- helping helping push the Sixers ahead of the ha- an inexperienced Hawks team. I feel like that's where I was going to go with that, but no, instead you no. decide to bring up Doc Rivers before I even do it, hey, and this is why we need to run now. 
Hey, it, mean, it means you're learning, bro. It's good. It means you're, you're getting there with everybody. Like, you, you knew the next step. It's about Doc Rivers and what he's been able to do and what they're doing tonight. I mean, like like Sherman says here, they're shooting the Sixers are shooting 53% tonight. I mean, I know a big part of that is Joel Embiid, who went over 12 in the second half last game. He's not doing that tonight. He was, like, I think nine for nine in the first half. He came out, and he's been a monster. They need to be a little bit more physical on Embiid, make him be uncomfortable, make him feel these nooks and crannies and bumps and bruises. <laughs> all right, let's put a bow on all this, baby. Let's put a bow on all this. By the time we talk basketball probably next week, these series will most likely be done. Actually, they will be done. There's not a chance that it goes next week. By that time, these will be done. Let's drop your predictions here, buddy. Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Clippers, Ooh. series tied 2-2. Who gets the dub? Who's moving on? Utah, Utah in seven. If you're the, I'm gonna give the, Clippers, the Suns, I'm gonna give the Clippers one more game. If you're the Suns, who do you not want to play? If Ka- you don't want to so, play, me, hold on, hold on here, hold on here. If Kawhi is not out and done for the season, and you're the Suns, who do you not want to play? I still don't want to play Utah again. I I don't I don't have the belief in the Clippers. I I feel like <laughs> you know how Stephen A. always talks about the Dallas Cowboys being an accident waiting to happen. Yep. That's how I feel about the Clippers. Until they until they are in the finals, I will not believe about I will not believe in the Clippers. I think Utah is a more complete team. And, and and like this one, this one's been the hardest one to call. So last night at the end of the Milwaukee Bucks game, you know, I was I was on the internet just chirping with everybody. And somebody asked me about the Suns and how far they can go. I avoided that question, man, because I didn't know how to call it. I gave him a great <laughs> rundown about the Nets coming out the East and how I think Utah and Phoenix are more complete teams than the Clippers. But I, I could not give a winner because I it's too hard for me to, to go against the Suns. Now, if they're up against the Brooklyn Nets in the finals and they have everybody, is it gentlemen? Bailey brings up a good point here. Is it good? Is it good the Suns have a week off or is it it's bad? It's good. It's good because of the news we got about CP3 today. He is in the health and safety protocols. Nice. <laughs> he is <laughs> in the health and safety protocol, and uh, he needs that time to make sure that he can play. Now, I don't think he's been vaccinated. Chris Paul has been vaccinated, so I don't think he's going to be out the entire series. Uh, but if you can give him a, ex- a couple extra days to make sure he's there for game one, I do think it's very important that against whoever they play, the Utah Jazz, that they can go in and set a tone in game one, even if they lose, even if the Suns were to lose game one, there needs to be a tone set. And that yeah. needs to happen with Chris Paul at the helm. With Chris Paul in the game, the Utah, uh, the Phoenix Suns are a plus 13. When he's out, they're either a plus or a negative five. I don't remember yeah. exactly which one it was, but either way, it's a significant difference. And against a team like Utah, having that seven, eight point differential is a big deal. They are, Utah is a complete, complete team. And so are the Suns, but. That's going to be a hard one. That that one should go seven. And I would love that's going to be a great series. Great yeah. Series. Yeah. I, I, I'm, that's what I really want to see. I do want to see, I, cause I, you know me, I love the jazz because yeah. um, Mitchell, I've been a big Donovan Mitchell fan. So I, I so you want to see, you want to see, you want a useless stat of the day. Sure. I was hoping that this would be a lot, like I'd be able to get a, a more thick stat, a good, a better stat. The Suns are two and O oh without Chris Paul this season. Pretty useless this season. Pretty <laughs> useless. The playoffs or this season? This season as a whole. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even when, yeah, even when he wasn't really there. Look, Chris Paul is another one of those great leaders. Like, as much as you want him on the court, 
he's still very effective as long as he's on that sideline. Now it's different because he's not there to hit 30 shots from the right elbow in the mid range, but <laughs> he he's still he still got this squad. I saw Locked I, I tried to I tried to dive deeper and I was like, okay, let me see what it is, what the Suns record is without Chris Paul for like is the the seat that like for Chris Paul's time in air in, in Phoenix. Oh, and I couldn't pull I, ba- I so basically the site that I got, got it on it literally gave me the basically the Suns all-time record without Chris Paul <laughs> which is the Suns all-time and I mean all-time record. Yeah. So another useless stat here ladies and gentlemen, the Phoenix Suns have a record of 578 and 629 without Chris Paul all-time. Oof. 578 wins, 629 losses. So basically Oof. they need Chris Paul. Right. Tells a lot about uh, that. Tells a lot about their their years History without as stars a, too, though. Yeah. Like, cause those those wins, I'm talking. Those wins are talking about when Charles Barkley was there and when Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire was there. Like, oh boy. I'm sure there was a couple. I like of players I, I like Amari Stoudemire. I like that guy. He was a great like player. He was a lot of fun to watch. I thought he was too. good. Next, go over to the Eastern Conference. I think it's safe to say the Nets. We both have. We, we would have the Nets over the Bucks, right? I do have them over, but I don't know about safe, man. Like. The Bucks, the Bucks showed me that they're in this to fight. Because even last night, and again, you know, there was no, you know, Harden wasn't really effective, effective. And KD had a game that was crazy out of his mind. It was still, what, a four-point game? It's a five-point yep. game, something like that. So they're going to fight, and they're going to be around. Uh, but I do think the Nets are going to come out of that series. Yes, I do. Yep. And then your Hawks and your Sixers. Oh, not your Sixers. Your Hawks and yeah, the Sixers. You. Who moves on to play the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals? You want my heart or my head? Both. <laughs> Oof. Oof. My, my, my head, my head, my head says Atlanta in seven. My heart says Atlanta in seven. There it is. Let's go. There it is. That's what I like to see. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Hey, just think, if you're right, you're going to look like a damn genius. That's what hey. it's going to be. If you're right, you are going to look like... I am the smart! There it is. Yeah. There it is. That's a wrap, though. NBA playoff coverage. Done deal. Next time you hear us talking NBA playoffs, it'll be Eastern Conference and Western Conference final time. We'll dive into that and so much more. Tomorrow night, we're talking NHL playoffs, the Lightning and the Islanders, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. At this point, come tomorrow, both games and both series will be at two games apiece. So we'll be able to have a little bit more information to dive into yeah, with you guys. Yeah. Talking hockey, 8 30 PM live here on Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah. and the Twitter sphere. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't we're, trust we're, us. We're, 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 we're talking hockey tomorrow. We're rough. We're rough. Yeah. We're rough. <laughs> what we're time rough. did we change the topic today? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> uh, for, I think like three or four o'clock, we decided to change. That's the, I mean, that's the thing. We are not, we want to give you guys, the fans, the best possible show that we could offer. And we know what you guys want to hear. Even though Beth is upset with us right now because we lied. We did. We lied. We admit to that. We're not, yeah. we're, we don't yeah. hide. We don't like to hide. hide for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> but we know what you guys want. We know what you guys deserve, and that's six-star content because that's all we do here at the Rough Cut. Basketball today, hockey tomorrow, FGF. Hey, that's what I can guarantee. There's going to be a fun in the games Friday <laughs> on Friday. Factual. That, my friend, 
is what I can guarantee. AJ, do you have any last words before you tell everyone where they can follow us at? Yeah, uh, check out Diamond Talk on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Dylan Kearns, Aaron Mukes, Killing the Game. is a great, great show. Uh, also, our audio is ready to go and blow up. So please, wherever you listen to podcasts, go and download the episode. Even if you heard the show, yeah. do it anyways. Download the episode. You don't have to listen again. I mean, if you want to, that's awesome. But just download honestly, it. Help your honestly, voice. we can trick the system here, guys. You can support us so much that you can literally turn on our episode and mute us. Let that epi- let that bad boy play while you're just kind of yeah. like sleeping or something. Yeah. Let that let those episodes roll, okay? You can help us out. It would do. It really would go a long way in supporting the show if you guys just checked us out on those podcasting platforms, listen to the show, and drop us a review. Pulling it back. Pulling it way, way back here. On our network, on our network, they love the shows that have a lot of listens and downloads on the podcasting part. We know we love to be like, we are a show. We are a live show. That's our priority to give you the best damn live show possible. And I think we do that. And I think you guys in return should kind of give, do us a favor and listen to us on all podcasting platforms to yeah. get us to where we need to be on the network level because we're changing the game. It's pretty simple, guys. It's pretty damn simple. You know the AJ, truth? yeah, you, you know, know the truth. I want Culture y'all to support truth. us so I don't got to get a real job. Make this my job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Florida, Florida's coming back completely open. They're like, hey man, no more money for y'all. Go get a job. And I'm like, no, I have one that I really like, but. It needs to give me more money. <laughs> Dude, I, I literally, I, I I literally was talking to my buddy Thomas today, and uh he was like, he was talking about like this dude who does YouTube content, how how many hours he actually works with his normal job and and his YouTube show. So he, he's like, he works, yeah, he works, he works 90 hours in two weeks. I'm like, only 90 hours in two weeks. If you knew how yeah. much work goes into this show, yeah. I could yeah. I eclipse that like so I work. 40 hours, 40, I work 80 hours a week plus some. And then this show, I'm at least eclipsing 100. Yeah, the amount of hours sure. we put in this show is unreal. It's unreal what yeah. we put, what we do to put in this for the show. For you fans, we do this because we want to give back to the and, and we and we love doing it, obviously. We, this is what we, this is our, our chosen, this is our chosen do. field. That's what we do. That's mm. what we do. So AJ, do me a favor and tell them where they can follow us at. Head on over to Twitter at roughcut underscore sports. Retweet the show. Quote, tweet the show. Like us. Love us. Head of roughcut sports on Facebook. Enjoy that. Like that. Share that. The roughcut sports cast on Instagram. Then, of course, head over to YouTube. Leave a like. Leave a share. Hit that subscribe. Hit that bell. And tell everybody that the Montreal Canadiens are up two to zero on the Vegas Knights right now. I told everyone that Montreal is not going to go down without a fight. They're going to win a game or two against mm. Vegas because Carey Price is that guy. He's that dude. Okay, he He's is the dude. guy. He is the man. He's one of the best goaltenders in the league. Two nothing Habs though. Vegas could come back. They could easily come of back. Of course, they're, yeah, yeah, they're very good. Team. But it's going to be a good game. It is. It's going to be a great game. Great series. These playoffs. I mean, both NHL and NBA playoffs are buzzing. You want to do a final yes. countdown tonight? I. I we can do one. We can do a show one. I got I'm, I'm pretty far away. I'm pretty I'm pretty far into my homework. So 
Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in a little bit, in, in just a few moments, we'll, we'll, we'll end the show for our audio listeners. Coming up after that, we will have our final countdown where you, the beautiful people at home, can join in, comment, bring up your topics on what you want us to say. And during the final countdown, it can be about whatever you want. It can be about the new Pixar movie, Disney Plus. We can talk about that. Whatever you want it to be, we'll talk about it on the show coming up for the final countdown. We'll see everybody tomorrow for you beautiful audio people. Wow, that was really aggressive. Waving at the audio people. (laughs) Bye, audio people. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.